0: Empowered Living Coach and Spiritual Feminist, and today I'm delighted to have some time with my dear friend, Tanya Penny, Self-Love Catalyst, Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Coach. Welcome, Tanya.
1: Hello, Joni. So excited to be here today. (laughs) Got some good stuff. Yeah, we're going to have
0: some fun, aren't we? (laughs) Yes, we are. (laughs) So let me tell the listeners a little more about you. Tanya empowers, teaches, and supports healers, coaches, and those who are ready to release fear and self-doubt, heal self-hatred, chronic illness, and trauma, so you can have a healthy body, a balanced lifestyle, and step into self-confidence to fully live your passions, your purpose with abundance and freedom. After struggling for 20 plus years with her own chronic illness, abuse and money breakdown, Tanya searched for the root cause of it all and created therapeutic meditation process to heal her body, release past trauma and live her abundant life with passion and purpose. And now she's devoted to supporting others to do that as well. Wow, that's that's quite a bit, Tanya. That's very, very impressive.
1: Yes, I have a rich history. Like I'm sure many of your um, listeners <laughs> that are with are with us can. Uh, can attest to that, you know, our, our experiences are what brings us, you know, to where we are today. So, so I'm here because of all that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So feeling, feeling grateful, um, for all, even all those breakdowns, um, to be here, able to share the, uh, I guess the inspiration and and the, and the hope and the empowerment for other people to do it too.
0: Mm -hmm. Wonderful. So I wanted to jump in and just start out with your journey with all of that as it relates to money. Is there, is there more you can share with us about that aspect?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I guess the, the thing that really, as far as I want to go back, the thing that really stood out for me with my journey with money is growing up, um, and I know we're going to talk about beliefs later, belief systems, but growing up, um, you know, what I saw regarding money was that, um, I had two parents who worked at jobs they hated, um, worked really hard and barely, you know, I mean, they, we were lower middle class. So, you know, they made enough, but we didn't have a lot extra. Um, and my dad controlled the money in our house. Um, he'd give my mom, he'd take her check and give her an allowance. Mm. So, um, and then yell at her for spending it. So, you know, that's, that's the picture I saw growing up. And, Mm -hmm. you know, as I moved into adulthood, um, well, I guess in my teen years, I started working really early. You know, my parents instilled in me, you know, you got to start working and you got to work hard in order to get what you want in life. Mm -hmm. So I quit sports and started working and, um, that was that was actually really sad, you know, because I really loved sports and kind of I kind of felt like my childhood kind of went away at that point and um, moved into college. You know, worked really hard, worked through college, paid for my own college. Wow. Um, yeah, my parents just weren't able to do it, and um, yeah, so I had that experience, and then. Um, once I graduated, and I had a really good job as an occupational therapist, but the other thing I picked up um, <laughs> growing up is that women know how to spend money, but they do not know how to manage it. Mm. So here I was making pretty good income and just spending and found myself in debt really fast, mm. um, even to the point where I was like, oh, well, get two jobs, Wow. right? I'll get mm. two jobs so um, worked two jobs for a long time and um, got into a marriage with a man very much like my father so I had the same money control thing going on mm. which was very interesting because um, at that time you know I had no I, I had no consciousness or awareness of any of you know belief systems patterns things like that mm-hmm. And I would say my big one of my big turning points, um, with money, even though I wouldn't, I didn't know it at the time was when I got diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. Um, I really, you know, I couldn't work. So my whole like (laughs) working hard to make money that didn't happen. Hmm. Uh, I was actually bedridden for a few months and, and, um, the control just got worse with my husband. He wouldn't let me spend money on the medical alternative things that I wanted to do. Mm. So it was really kind of a crazy time. And it and I really started to do that deeper, you know, looking at what is the cause of this illness and disease, right? Mm. Wow. And fear, fear was a big part of that. Um, and I know we're going to tie that in later, but, you mm. know, fear, fear and trauma, mm. um, you know, From a mind body healing standpoint, MS is due to fear and also um, control, Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) right? Goes hand
1: in hand, fear and control. Right. Um, You know, as well as um, attacking yourself. Wow. So, really interesting, right? Because you think, oh, attacking yourself, what do you mean? Hmm. You know, you're going (laughs) to so many ways. So that's, that's a whole nother thing, but, um, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, we'll maybe tie, we we'll maybe tie that in later, but right. yeah. So, I mean, so in a nutshell, um, I really started getting down to the roots, mm-hmm. um, which is our belief systems. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, over the next couple of years, um, was able to borrow money from family, um, ended up getting divorced, realized him controlling me was a huge part of the illness Wow. Um, yeah, and it was scary to leave. I mean, I have to share that because at the time I was just getting better and had just started my business because leaving my hospital job was also a part of me getting better. Mm. That, that security and safety, again, attached to money, right, In mm-hmm. mm-hmm. trauma. But I, I knew that I had to do that. I had to trust my, my intuition, right, my... Um, yeah my my intuition my guidance and it was like these things have to be released in order to move forward and you know there was that fear of being able to support myself and manage my money especially owning a business mm. wow. scary scary as shit right but I knew I had to do it like I knew I had to do it so so yeah I mean fast forward to today I mean that was back in 2010 when I left my marriage and started my business mm and left my hospital job all at the same time. <laughs>
0: wow. So that that was quite a transformation that was prompted from the MS it sounds like.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, people say that, you know, you want to you want to really work on your stuff, including your money stuff, you know, open start your own business.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely. That is the fast (laughs) track to deal with your issues.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. So that's what I've been doing the past six years. And, um, you know, and, and really in the past year, looking at, you know, my pattern with money, I mean, my deeper root issues with money, um, you know, me and you have been in a program together Mm -hmm. and, um, Doing those things, and it's just so interesting um, that me working on my deeper layers, again, of healing past trauma and my money work, I did both this year, not knowing that they were both so connected. Right. So that that was just so, um, this has been really interesting for me. And, you know, today I'm at a place where I can actually talk about money. I mean, if you would ask me to do this interview a year ago, mm-mm. No. so today I'm at a place where it's like, wow, I can actually... Not want to put my head under the covers, or mm. um, you know, I can look at my numbers. I'm at a place where I can not only earn, that's never been a problem problem for me, but actually managing it right Or not giving it all away. yeah right. And we'll get more into that too, how the interesting thing with with relationships and how I was at one end, and then I yes. flipped to the other, where I was the controller. Yeah so in a nutshell, there is my money story up until today, and of course there's a lot, <laughs> right. a lot more to it, but but really that's been my, my, you know, where I started with family, where we know everything starts um, pretty much up until, you know, where I am today.
0: Right, so I, I just want to honor and acknowledge your willingness to do this, because to to be honest with you, you have been the most forthright and clear in terms of sharing your money story of, um, you no, know, of any of my guests, up till now, and I, I do think that um, your willingness to do that is such a gift to our listeners today because the the fact of the matter is is most of us do start out with pretty messy
1: um <laughs> messy money stories
0: messy <laughs> money stories exactly and it is so deeply connected and and rooted as you said both in our beliefs but also in our early experiences and when there are trauma experiences there's just a whole extra layer and the the shame that we can carry about that and you're being willing to just be open and honest and say there's hope, you know, there's hope to get not only to a place of physical healing with your MS, but also a place of hope, you know, in really turning things around with your money story.
1: Absolutely, so, thank absolutely. You. You're welcome, you're welcome. It's an honor to actually be able to share that, you know, be real, like we talked about before. You know i think I think there's a lot of shame attached to money shame and shame with trauma, any trauma and abuse, and then shame with money. you know and I think one of the things to heal our our money um, past and move forward and recreate our new money story or blueprint um, I like the word blueprint mm-hmm. is being able to accept where we've been and not mm-hmm. make ourselves wrong for it.
0: Mm-hmm. Right, just that self-forgiveness.
1: Yeah, that's I, I, I like to say self-acceptance because mm. forgiveness implies you did something wrong. And I don't believe we've ever done anything wrong. I don't believe in mistakes. Mm. So um, I like the word, you know, for me, self-acceptance mm-hmm. uh, is what I like to use. Mm. Mm.
0: Thank you for that.
1: Mm.
0: So... We said that we were going to explore that idea of beliefs and how that fits not only with our money story, um, but so many things. But today we're we're focusing on the money piece. So, would love to hear your your stories or what you have to say about that.
1: Yeah, um, like you like you just mentioned. Um, you know, I come in my work, you know, only obviously with myself first and looking at what belief systems I was holding that, you know, were keeping me stuck not only in illness but in my money breakdown, and they're so connected, right? Our our belief systems, um, things that we pick up. Uh, so let me just start by saying our belief systems, I believe, <laughs> come from um, come from what we see. In here, growing up, mm-hmm. parents, culture, society, um, as well as the way we are treated or not treated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So there's a huge tie between you know your belief about worthiness. Mm. You know, I want to start there, um, worthiness, and and then of course, money is attached to that because. What I like to say to my clients when we start out and worthiness, self-acceptance, love, and worth is like, it's huge, right? With anything in our life, you can't have abundance in any area if you don't think you're worth it.
0: Absolutely.
1: Right? So if you grow up in a family where you are not honored, respected, treating in a loving, kind um, way, you're going to have this belief that you're not good enough. We use, we say good, not good enough too, right? The good enoughs. Mm-hmm. um you know, not worthy enough, not good enough, not deserving. And then if you're abused verbally, physically, or sexually on top of that, mm-hmm. right, which, you know, was my experience and a lot of my clients' experience too, that there's another layer of there must be something wrong with me. I'm not good enough because right. that happened to me. Right. Right. So you're carrying that forward forward into all areas of your life. And when we talk about money, I mean it so makes sense, right? I mean, why would you why would you receive money if you don't think you're worthy? Mm. Or maybe you're good at receiving it like I was, but then I didn't hold on to it. Mm. I either gave it away or spent it. Right. 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 So that's that's one belief system that I, I want everyone Just, I'm going to go through a couple major ones. So that's one, the not good enoughs, not worthy, not deserving. You want to take a look and see if that's in your money blueprint, Mm. right? If that's in your money blueprint. Um, Another one that we really want to look at um, is how hard do you have to work in order to earn it? Mm. (laughs) Like I said earlier in my story, um, my parents They were both factory workers and still are. Mm -hmm. They're in their 60s. God bless them, right, that they are still doing that hard work, hard work. And they don't make a lot more than they did when they started 30 years ago. Mm -hmm. It's awful, right? Right. So can you, I mean, and they're barely, you know, I mean, they're doing okay, but they're not like going on extravagant vacations and right. living in, you know what I'm saying? So seeing, you know, my parents not only, not only work hard, but not, it's, it's one thing to to do what you love and work hard. Mm-hmm. And it's another thing too, and neither are good to, to see your parents do something they hate and work hard. Right. So yeah. whatever your experience was, it, that's not the feminine way to work hard. <laughs> no, That's not what we want to, but, but that's what was modeled, right? That's what was modeled for so many of us. Right. It's a, and this culture and this, it's not just your family, it's culture too.
0: Absolutely.
1: And it's it, almost like a badge. Oh, I worked 60 hours this week or I worked, you know what I mean?
0: Yes. Yes. Crazy. It, it is. Yes. In fact, I, I once heard, um, someone talk about that overworking as a form of under earning which i thought was really interesting
1: it is it is absolutely i've heard that too and i very much believe that um yeah because you could be bringing in you know a hundred thousand dollars a year but what if you're working 80 hours a week right exactly. what what is your i mean what is your um When are you having time for joy, (laughs) for for play and rest, and being able to you know have fun with that money? Um, It's not just about earning it, right? You know, it's not just about the number. So so that was a big belief that I had to. I mean, and and getting uh, quite honestly, the MS is what got me to look at that one because, Mm -hmm. you know, I couldn't I couldn't work hard anymore, right? And then when I got better, there was thank God the fear that that has. Saved me to this day is the fear of if I work too hard again, I'm going to get sick again. Mm.
0: Right.
1: And I don't want that.
0: No. And you were you were quite young when you got sick.
1: It was. I was 29. Yeah. I'm going to be. Um, I'm 41 now. Going to be 42 soon. And I was 29 when I got that diagnosis. Mm. Uh, and it was bad. It was to the point where I, like I said, I was bedridden for a few months. And I, it was like I had a stroke on the right side of my body too. Mm. And weakness. So anyways, that really got me looking at that working hard belief. Mm-hmm. And I realized, you know, not only could I not work hard at that point, but that I couldn't, you know, I did, I did go back to the hospital for a short period of time as an occupational therapist, but ultimately knew I needed to leave as part of my complete healing of the MS. Mm-hmm. Because that hospital, I mean, you know, like most corporations, they drive you to work really hard. And isn't that silly in a, in a hospital, in a place of wellness? Yeah, <laughs> we didn't even get our lunches. It was like, wow, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> so no
0: lunch break. Just work
1: through your lunch break. Oh, in, to, in order to get all the work done, mm-hmm. you had to work through your lunch break, um, mm-hmm. or stay, you know, after two hours. So, so the working hard piece, yeah. And then, um, you know, in looking at women and money, I know there's going to be men listening to this, hopefully too, because mm-hmm. you know um, the masculine-feminine connection and balance, mm-hmm. but that, you know, th- what did you learn about women and money or, mm. or men and money, you know, and what your roles were growing up? I mean, I saw that my dad, yes, you know, men controlled the money, very patriarchal. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think that's, you know, we're, we're shifting that now. Um, it has been shifting for some time, but I still think there's a lot of women, a lot of us who we really need to take a deeper look at that and, and look at your beliefs around can you are you able to financially support yourself receive money for your your gifts but also manage it because mm-hmm. as i said i was bringing it in just like my mom was mm. but it was being taken mm. and controlled and mm. um, so how many of you are in you know where it's either controlled or this is another odd thing i'm seeing these days is I have clients who are the breadwinners in the family. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, and (laughs) that was part of my situation in the past couple of years. I actually went to the opposite side where I was the the bread, the quote unquote breadwinner in the relationship, but to the point where it was out of balance, Mm. where I was now the controller of the money and he was under earning. Mm. And how we even kept that in place because of my, not wanting to be controlled again. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's the whole trauma piece again, you know, the fear of, of being controlled or hurt or any of that. So, so interesting how it can switch even. Right. That's what's so interesting. So really looking at, you know, what is your belief around relationships and money and women and men and having that balance in the relationship, not saying it needs to be completely equal,
0: No, but finding, I I think what I hear you getting at is just really finding a partnership. Yes. Where both members feel empowered. Yes. And both members feel seen and honored, and their needs and dreams are seen and honored.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. So, where, you know, when I was being controlled, I couldn't even get the medical you know, that I, that I knew my intuition was telling me I needed, but then in my recent partnership, which thank goodness I'm on the, we're, we're on the other side of that and moving through that right now and finding that balance. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it's important because that person, you know, there's, there's resentment that builds up right. on, on both sides right. and, and yeah. So being able to find that, whatever that balance is for you. So everybody is a whole complete person and sovereign. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes. That's the word for 2017. Sovereign.
1: I have a feeling it is. Um, I've been journaling a today. lot around that and what that means for me. And I want, and wanting everybody to have that,
0: mm-hmm. in,
1: including my, you know, my sweetie with money. Yeah. So, yes. yeah.
0: So we do just, Given our time, I do want to ask more just about that piece in terms of the feminine sovereignty and the feminine, um, the sacred feminine, and how that, it sounds like you have really done a turnaround in terms of your work, and your work ethic, you know, in terms of allowing more ease and spaciousness. Yes. Um, are there other facets of the feminine that you see coming in, you know, into your life, into your money, into your work?
1: You know, I think the biggest part for me has been, and again, it's, it's so weird how it ties back to that fear and control, um, Mm -hmm. and trauma is that really having that connection with what I call my something bigger. Mm -hmm. Some people call it source universe, um, intuition. Mm -hmm. I think it's very much a you know, that, that goes hand in hand. So really being able to tap into my guidance and support Mm -hmm. from that, which is bigger than me, I call it higher levels, um, Mm -hmm. has really, I mean, gosh, it was huge in me healing my body, but also in me actually making all of these changes in my life, including my money flow. You know, really tapping into that guidance on making decisions in my business, trusting that when I'm in alignment with my true self, my heart, my spirit, that the money will flow in relatively easily Mm -hmm. and even asking for guidance on managing my money. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I used to just spend on, you know, because I so wanted to get better and And the fear of not being well or being in breakdown or my business not succeeding, I used to just spend, spend, spend thinking more was better Mm. versus now I really take the time to tap into my guidance and ask, you know, ask for guidance and clarity for my higher levels. How do I, what do I spend my money on? Mm. You know, what, what am I being guided? What is really going to nurture me, uh, my business and my life? So I feel like that's been a really big piece for me and and it's affected all areas of my life. You know, it's not just my, my health and my money because we know everything's connected.
0: Right. So it sounds like money has taken on a role in this new blueprint for you of a support in a way that it hadn't previously. But, you
1: know. Yes. Versus something that I either feared hmm. You know, fear of not enough or fear of it controlling me or allowing me to be controlled. I mean, yeah, Mm -hmm. absolutely.
0: That's beautiful. It's a beautiful transformation. And what a relief to have this newfound resource or support in money, in your relationship with money.
1: Absolutely. So I think those are probably the two biggest things for me. And why I spoke about them today was that guidance, you know, me having a stronger, deeper connection with my, my something bigger, higher levels, guidance, intuition, flow, and also the belief systems, because (laughs) that's the other thing, right? We can get guidance, right? But it doesn't mean sometimes we block our guidance, because of fear and those beliefs that we've yes. been carrying forward. So it's really important that not only do we learn to connect and trust our, our higher level guidance systems, but that we clear out the cobwebs or the um, <laughs> pull the weeds or whatever metaphor <laughs> you like to use for, um, you know, discovering and shifting your belief systems.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, I like that. So do you you've shared some already but do you have a specific story of we talk about trusting your sacred feminine flow or trusting that flow of guidance or intuition can you think of a story you'd like to share
1: yeah there's a great story so um you know really two stories pop up but i'm going to start with this one first um when i finally decided to leave the hospital and start my business um, as I said earlier, it was a really scary time for me. I knew a divorce was coming. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't working full-time. Um, but I had, asked, I had started a program at the hospital, actually, on um, the meditation process I actually teach now,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, therapeutic meditation process. I started a program at the hospital, and it became very successful. And I felt like I wasn't being paid um, what felt good to me or honoring
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and I asked for a raise. And from the amount of money, I mean, I made them over a million dollars more than they would have made in a year. Wow. It, yeah, and I just started the program, and I knew it was going to continue to be more successful. So I went to them, and I said, hey, you know, I would like a $5 an hour raise, which is not much when you make someone over a million dollars.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: Right? Um, And they said no. And um, wow. my 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 manager actually said, Tanya, she said, I so appreciate what you've done here. And the truth is you're meant to do so much more. Mm. So I I can't give you the raise, but I'm almost happy I can't Mm. because you're meant to do so much more. Mm. And part of me, I, I, I knew it was true. My guidance said, yeah, she's right. Mm. She's right. And so, um, I put in my resignation that day. Wow. Yeah, without asking my husband. Wow. <laughs> I was like, well, my, my guidance said, yeah, now you, and I had known for months that I needed to leave. Right. But that, that was a, that was a turning point. And, um,
0: that, it sounds like that was your day of taking your power back from the patriarchy. Yes. In both
1: Yes. Circumstances. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Because I got home and uh, I was very happy, and my husband at the time said, "Why are you so happy?" He goes, "What'd you do? Quit your job?" (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I, I said, "Actually, I did." (laughs) My last day is in a month, at the end of August, two thousand ten, and in November we decided to get divorced. Wow. So yeah, it was um, it was me staking my It was me stepping, I don't want to say staking my claim, stepping into my, Mm. my worth, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: my power.
0: Your sovereignty.
1: My sovereignty, trusting that I was going to be supported moving forward, even though it didn't look like it Mm. at the time. (laughs) So that's probably my favorite story. I actually combined both of my stories in one because (laughs) leaving my marriage was the other story. (laughs) So I know there's a lot of women out there. I have a lot of clients that come to me that know they need to leave their marriage, but they're afraid because they don't know how they're going to financially support themselves. Yes. So I obviously, um, I meant to work with those people because of my experience. Mm. So yeah, definitely. Definitely. That was big.
0: That was big. So I can't believe it, but we're, we're nearly at the end of our time so i have one more question for you absolutely i'd love to am, ask all of my guests and that is um what wisdom would you share with your younger self from who you are today and where you are in your life today
1: yeah wow i would say the biggest thing i would share is Oh, there's two things. The progress, not perfection is a big one. Mm-hmm. But that actually ties into my second one, which is be yourself. Mm. So, you know, growing up and, and trauma and abuse and just, you know, so many of us grow up where it's not okay to be who you are. Right. Try, to, try to be what media projects. Try to be like your family. Try to be good. Try to be perfect. And the most joy and success and abundant flow has really, for me, been because I have been even more, like, I don't know how else to say it, my authentic self, right? I have really embraced and accepted who I am, all parts, Mm. the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever you want to call them, right? Your shadow. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's a huge part of the feminine... Yes. The feminine way is you don't have to be perfect. No. You know, it's funny because today, right, I woke up not feeling not feeling the greatest and I asked to reschedule this interview and here I am. Yes probably gave a better interview that I would have if I would have had on my, Mm. my hat of feeling more perfect. Mm. (laughs) So another lesson. (laughs) So, you know, that's what I would say to my younger self and to everybody here listening is it's okay to be you. It's okay to be messy. Mm. It's okay to not have it all together. Mm. I still don't have it all together. Me neither. (laughs) Yeah. And I hope I never do. I'm, I'm, you know, how boring would life be? <laughs> <laughs> We're here to evolve. We're here to um, be who we are and inspire others to do the same. So that means being messy some days.
0: Yes, it does. Right. With, with your hair out of place.
1: <laughs> oh, thank goodness this is not a video. <laughs> I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> oh, Tanya, <laughs> it's been such a pleasure. I'm so glad because I know it's it's taken us many months to get here. We we've scheduled and then rescheduled. So I'm so glad we made it.
1: Divine time, right, Joni?
0: Exactly. Exactly. Divine time
1: to share all this good stuff. And and I do have a gift. I don't oh, know if yes. it's okay to, to mention that. Um, So I have a a gift called the Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Blueprint. Guess what it it works on? (laughs) Partly on your belief systems, shining the light on your belief systems, but also um, implying the word blueprint and really looking at the 10 key areas, um, 10 keys that I have found that I needed to really look at and uh, address to not only heal my body, but but just change my money story my love and relationships and of course to grow um to really find my purpose and passions and, and live them which you know includes growing my business so in a nutshell it's um it's a blueprint that covers the 10 keys to receiving all in your life um there's audio lessons there's a pdf blueprint and then I do a free live class every month and um, money's coming up <laughs> yes. money month. So that's why um, I thought this would be the perfect time to do this interview. So, so yeah, and they can find that. Um, are you able to put a link, Joni? Um, yes, I can. awesome. Awesome. Otherwise, if you just go to TanyaPenny.com, com, you know, it's on my welcome page. You can grab the gift there, but if you have the direct link, that's awesome too.
0: Yes, I can be sure to add that.
1: Yes.
0: So, um, Thanks again for taking the time and for sharing so generously and um, transparently. I, I really appreciate that.
1: Mm, you're welcome. And thank you for putting in the, uh, the love to this, uh, this interview series. You know, I know that it's um, <laughs> rewarding, but not always, um, you know, it does take a little work. You know, it does take a little work. So I appreciate um, and just thank you for inviting me. Oh, you're
0: welcome. You're welcome. And I want to thank you, our dear listeners, for being with us today. And remind you, until next time, to always trust what your heart knows. Thanks for listening to Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow with Joni Advent Maher. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share our podcast with a friend and subscribe, rate, and review our podcast at iTunes.